0: this interview so much because I was just, first and foremost, I was so excited and my daughter's so excited and she's out on a walk right now. And I was like, you can come at the end. Uh, my mom's watching yeah. her. I was like, come at the end and, and there'll be like a little surprise for her. But I have been watching you on my TV for so long that to see you in real life is like meeting a celebrity, like a huge celebrity, because it's like, I think it's even more, Wild for me because I'm an actress and for me, meeting other actors, like, yeah, I can be like, oh, I'm a fan of yours or musicians, but you are my daughter's, like, One and only favorite teacher, just person in the morning. This is how we have our breakfast. It's the only way we can get through our breakfast is if we put on Silly Miss Lily. So for those over the age of five, you are known as Lily Coco. And those under the age of five, zero to five, Silly Miss Lily. Lily, welcome so much to Emotional Support. I'm so thrilled that you're here. This is so fun. And I can't wait for everyone to hear your whole story. I actually didn't even want to do that much like Googling and and insight because I wanted to hear from you really everything. All I just know is Russia because our mutual friend who's Russian introduced us. We are just so excited to have this conversation. So, Lily, welcome. (laughs) That was a very long-winded intro. (laughs) It was, but you know, it was such a wholesome one where
1: I feel like my whole heart kind of opened up and got this hug (laughs) from you, you know? Oh, good. It's like this warm, you know, I I used to drink. I don't drink anymore. But when I did drink, if you are a drinker, when you take that shot, that vodka, right? So you take it and then everything
0: just warms up. Like it just does. Your whole body tingles. Yep, yep. I know that feeling. Yes.
1: I'm not comparing your introduction to a shot, but in, you know, like that kind of
0: warm, exciting. I will take it. I kind of like that. That's really fun and, and different and special. So I'll take that. Thank you.
1: Yeah. It's somewhere between that really warm hug and that excitement of, I don't know, I guess just kind of living in the moment. Yes. I think when I think <laughs> 20s, drinking, clubbing out with the girls, whatever, it's like, man, the excitement. You don't know what the night is going to hold. Yes. You who have you're going to meet. Time. Yep. Right. Right. And then you just, you take the pictures.
0: You make the <laughs> memories, right? And in the morning, you're just like. Or if it's a really good night, you don't even take the pictures because you forget to take the pictures. So that's how you know it was a really good night. You know, so true, so true. Although
1: sometimes when I come across like old videos and pictures, yeah. right? It's like hearing an old song, you know, spelling yes. something your mom spoke to where that memory just jumps back to you. And then there are some nights where I'm like, man, it'll pop up and I'm like, I don't even have like a picture or video of right. it, and I wish I could go back and see it. And
0: don't you always sometimes feel like, am I making this up? Did this really happen? Because I know that this happened, but I can't place where it happened. And I, I, but you remember the feeling and th- that memory. Right.
1: It's odd. It's crazy how much our our minds can do, where they can take us. But memories and going out and warm hugs and yes. taking <laughs> shots,
0: all of. Well so happy I, to be here. Hi. Well, I'm so well, I'm so happy you're here. And I'm just so excited to hear, you know, this the story of how you came here, you immigrated to America, how you became this incredible, incredible teacher. I have to also tell you, like I have introduced you to everyone in our music class. Virtually, I use this in quotes, you know, and every one of the moms has written me and the dads and they've been like, wow, how did we not know about silly Miss Lily before? Because the first I want to we'll get into your story, but I just want to before I forget this, you the first video that I watched, you were talking about velocity and you and I was like, oh, my gosh, she's using big words. It's not just annoying high-pitched voice of singing the Itsy Bitsy Spider, which is great, but then your child moves to, like, a different state of imagination and vocabulary and interest, and my daughter, Lady, has a very... Um, she has a very scientific mind. She has a very mathematical mind. She's like a little engineer, we call her. So when you were using these big words and you were, you know, showing different things and how things work and how you can put things together, I was like, oh, my God, I'm finally like, I don't feel bad that the, the – the YouTube is on, you know what I mean? The YouTube, it's not yeah. the YouTube, it's YouTube. That, yeah. See, that's yeah. my age right there. That's, that's showing the age. Um, But you know, that's so exciting. So how did you, how did you start? How did you become Silly Miss Lily? I
1: feel like kind of my childhood and moving over at it. Let me go back. Cause I feel yeah. like I'm at this point where, you know, when the puzzle pieces start coming together, right? Yes. And certain things start making sense. And when yes. you finally are looking hindsight 2020, you're like, now I can see why this happened. It right. has brought me to this point. It has brought me to right. this point. And so I think the, the becoming of Silly Miss Lily is like me finally putting these puzzle pieces of my life and almost my previous lives together, right? Sure there was the Russian me, the childhood me, high school, college me. I went to L.A. for a few years. So there oh, was wow. very much an L.A. me. Right. Right. And so and now when I entered motherhood and kind of uh, kids' education in general, this is now Silly Miss Lily kind of putting these puzzles together. And I'm looking back of like, wow, I'm kind of really finally seeing the big picture that I'm supposed wow. to. Yes. And so- It's, But I feel, so when you're like, so how'd you become like Silly Miss Lily, right? Like, I was like, oh, I just, I think I'm finally seeing
0: Mm -hmm.
1: almost what I'm supposed to be, right? Like realizing your true, true
0: calling, right? Kind of like, wait, this really does make sense. And having that aha moment of like, oh, wow, I was supposed to be doing A, B, and C, and that's why I'm here right now, you know? And I I feel like you're very lucky in, in a sense because- a lot of people don't ever get to have that full picture moment. And I think it's a very enlightened moment in a way because it's reflecting on different lives that you've lived, right? And and a lot of people don't get to live many different lives. They get stuck in one life and they don't ever pull themselves out of the box, if you will, you know, and, and get to see that. So I think it's really magical that you're able to see that that moment right now and and experience that oh you know I feel I feel just like feel really lucky I feel like
1: almost like that's crazy that that's happening to me right sure, now. Like sure. I wouldn't see myself getting here and I'll start at the beginning because I feel like that will kind of really paint the picture of where yeah. we're at so I did move from Russia I was in Siberia. In the- How old were you when you
0: when you left Siberia?
1: We were six. Wow. Uh, well, I was six. I have two half-older brothers. And at that point, my biological father was, like, abusive, drinking, physical, you know. So it's, like, the way I remember it, We, my mom just kind of, like, got home one day. It was, like, hey, pack your bags. We're getting on the train. Wow. We took the train to the other side of Russia to, like, my grandma's. Wow. Right. And so – But I I was also still really young, and so the love that I had for my dad was like, well, that's my dad, right? right. And the behavior that I witnessed to me said, this is an appropriate behavior for someone who loves you Mm. that they express. Mm -hmm. Because when you see it coming from your family members and you love your family no matter what, the what we see is what we accept. Right. Right. Like, Oh, well, this must
0: be how you show love. Right. Right. Um, It's almost learned behavior. You don't know any different. Yeah.
1: Right. And I think we, we should be so aware of that with kids because the way our kids learn how to be human, how to interact, how to do question response is by watching and mimicking.
0: Yes yes so much that's their only way to learn because if
1: you yeah. kept them in a dark room they would never learn anything right mm-hmm. you they learn from habit so if they see you each time washing your hands they're going to start doing it cuz it's something so familiar yeah. something they can predict something they can analyze from the beginning to the end they've seen you do it a million times right. they've seen right. you you know, and so they mimic the things that we do, and it's, I think, in our habits because mm-hmm. they get to witness it again and again. It's repetition, but also in the words that we say and we use to one mm-hmm. another, right? Because they're like – they're memorizing. It's a right. script. They're memorizing the words that are
0: said. Gosh, it's so true, and it's so scary how, how much they really absorb every single detail.
1: Right, right. And I think for kids – it's like, you know, when you're younger and you're just figuring a new thing out, you're so yes. in tune and you're paying so much attention. And so I don't think we're invested in language, right? Because we can just communicate and we can chat. But kids, they're trying to figure out because it's like, well, why did you say it this way? You said, I went to the bathroom, but now you said, hey, you have to go to the bathroom, right? right? It's like, why are you using two different terms? Well, said, right, it's like, But when they repeat you, oh, I go to the bathroom. And then you repeat back, I went to the bathroom. They're like, why? Right. Or yesterday you told me it's I go. I'm saying I go. And you're telling me when? Like when? Right? So it's like they're analyzing and watching just how we say past tense, present tense. Mm. When do we say how, why, where? Like they're learning the language. Right, right. And so all of that is, again, back to... You know, we left my rewinding back to my childhood. Um, so again, so I think observing the behavior and the conversations mm. for kids, for me, I learned kind of like chaotic atmosphere sure. is okay. Right. Um, name calling, mm. right? And yeah. I'll tell you something else. I've as I've grown up, I've tried to like go back inside and try to heal certain childhood traumas and the experiences that I've had. Right? right. And so you kind of start looking inside and looking at things. And then um I wanted to like clear all the bad things and all the stuff that kind of causes that ickiness. Yeah. And a lot of it brought me to my childhood. And so I started thinking more and more of like, man, all the stuff we really soak up is in the childhood. Like childhood's actually so important. The first few years, yeah. Right. And that's how we learn how to interact with one another, a lot of problem solving, right? Just like the the social cues of social life. Keys. Yeah,
0: exactly. And it's almost funny, like you see how kids, I guess now being a mom, and I wonder if you have this experience of seeing lots of kids you know, around your children and you can almost see their behaviors. And if their parents like, don't, I'm not going to say like reprimand them, but don't try to teach them the, the, you know, maybe don't hit or don't do this. You can almost see what kind of adults they're going to be like, right? Like it's so bizarre. I never saw that before until I had my own kid where I'm like, oh, I totally know what kind of adult you're going to be because I know that adult and it's the same behavior. And if it's not being fixed now, it's never going to be fixed.
1: Because again, the kid is only copying their parents, Yes, parent, right? Yes, right. yes. They're like these little adults <laughs> trapped in a small thing. And you know, they. I think a lot of the tantrums and stuff kind of comes from feeling like you're able to do so much, sure. right? Because it's like, you your parent do it every single day. They unscrew a lid. It's so easy, but then you go try to do it and it's just Hard. not working. Right. right. Come on. I've seen my mom. Right. And so, uh, it's so interesting to watch the yeah. kids develop and how much they really soak up. They're all of, uh, which I try to be so sensitive Mm. for the Silly Miss Silly show because sometimes, so I've done an episode on emotions and I'm doing another one, but I always try to be careful. Like I want to show the situation, right, and how to walk through it. You know, if somebody's hit, what do we say? What do we do? Right, right. And provide examples of coping skills and how to deal with that. But at the same time, I want to be careful because me showing the example of the situation if I'm exposing it to a kid who's never seen it before, I'm teaching them to hit if it's not done in the correct way. Right.
0: Oh, interesting. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I saw this in an episode,
1: and I I thought, that's a little different. Uh, yeah. Trying to s- explain smashing, I think, or something. And was going around and smashing cars with a hammer. And the only thought in my head was like, are we not just teaching kids that it's okay to, to go and smash hit cars? cars? Amber, yes, because we're watching somebody do it in a really fun way. So it's like I, I always want to make sure
0: the what I'm showing isn't gonna be exciting to them. Right, right, right. No, no, it's so true because I feel like I see that all the time. And and there are certain shows that I, you know, will not put on my TV. And 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 I and I won't say what it is what what they are. But but it's so interesting because. I never realized, like, Lady is very funny. She loves to imitate me, which is because that's what she does. She imitates her mom. You know, it is what it is. <laughs> but there was one time where I had on um, Jurassic Park. And we loved she because she loves dinosaurs. And I was like, oh, whatever, I'll put it on. Like It was just on the background, like, before we went to bed. And now anytime she sees a dinosaur, hears a dinosaur, she does the dinosaur voice and she like charges towards you, right? And I'm like, and it was the perfect example of like, oh my God, that's so cool how absorbent their brains are and how they can imitate and just become this thing from watching one time. But also so scary because you're right, like the example of doing bad behavior and making it seem funny they're gonna go and do that bad behavior because they think it's funny and it's gonna get a laugh out of you you know she does certain things where I I you know she thinks at an adult it would be like a slapstick comedy routine and with a baby it's like oh no you can't do that that's really bad you know um and so it's that balance and that's that must be very tricky for you of trying to find that balance um all the time and 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 being like is this okay to put out you know
1: I try my hardest, but I, I, there's
0: probably, there was one. You do an amazing job. I'll say that. (laughs)
1: Thank you. There was one video, like a TikTok that somebody made about how at one point I like lift up an excavator and move it. And they're like, excavators don't fly. And so I'm like. Oh my gosh. Right. So, but I'm sure, you know, I always think because kids are essentially that way. Kids are very literal and that's the beauty of them, right? That's why they believe in. The stories we tell them where, you know, if it's you tell them about Santa Claus, if you tell them about Tooth Fairy, whatever you're going to tell them, they're going to believe it. And it comes with our language as well. If we tell them that they are smart, they are capable, they are brave, they're courageous, they're going to hear that. But if we also tell them, you know, they are lazy, they are dumb they are you know always in the way
0: you believe what you hear it's the power of it's the power of words you know it it really is if you think about it like when you were a kid and you were bullied because everyone was bullied as a kid you know people used to call me casper the ghost because i was so see-through white and i had such white skin and it's like i truly believe that i had really ugly skin like up until i was i feel like out of high school. And I was like, you know what? I'm comfortable with who I am. You know, you believe the things that you hear and you have to be very careful about that.
1: The bullying is hard. I also experienced it. And I think from in my childhood, I heard I essentially got this essence of um, I am an inconvenience, right? And I'll witness it now where if I'm, let's say, in line, I got there for somebody gets there behind me. I feel bad that I've taken up the opportunity of them having my spot. Right. And I'm like, oh my gosh, they may. And then these stories, I'm like, they're probably already late. Now I'm just here wasting room space. My line might, you know, it's like, and this is a stranger, right? Right. It spirals. Right. But I, I even like, even speaking about it, I become more like, sure. you know, like movie. Right. And so, and that comes from, the childhood stuff and the chaotic environment and some abuse and stuff. And so, and this is me realizing this as an adult, I'm right. 32. as a 32 year old, I should, I am responsible for my feelings at this point. Right. Right? right. But it is kind of going backwards of trying to unlearn things that like, okay, the voice in my head that's telling me I'm not good enough. I'm a waste of space. This isn't good. This isn't good. Isn't me. Mm -hmm. it's something i heard sometime in my childhood and believed about myself Mm -hmm. yes which probably wasn't even true because the adult who probably said it to me was overwhelmed exhausted probably repeating the words that their mother said to them right right? like there's this finding of understanding it Mm -hmm. accepting it and then trying to also forgive of like you know i feel like i wasn't loved as i wish I was right 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 through my childhood and then uh so I did move to America when I was 12 and we kind of moved not knowing any language but I had to jump to school right away wow I had I just had the hardest accent yeah I'm all sure. I could say was like what what where we go what who's like I just didn't know anything right, right. and I jumped into sixth grade so it was like middle school oh my gosh the worst. Can you, it was it was ours did uh and then you went to junior high seven through nine. So it was like kindergarten. Oh, so it was the end of best this. friends. Right, right. Right. So they've all been friends for six years, and now I come in and I don't speak their language. I don't understand the jokes. Uh, because it's like cultural references, I didn't know. Uh certain things they're like, it let's do a rain check. Kind of just like what rain
0: yeah where's the rain I don't see it coming out of the out of the sky
1: <laughs> when you're translating you do the literal translation sure. it's harder with jokes because often they're connected to uh like a movie quote or yeah. an instance or a thing and if you don't know um you're lost you don't have those landmarks of a map of the experiences to right. pull together right and so I was 12 and experienced this like Complete isolation, Mm. culturally, language-wise. I grew up in like a little village where if you needed bread, you walk down the street, you give this like grandma some money, she gives you bread from the back, and you walk it back. Right? And here, we moved to America. I was in Washington State. We went to the store for the first time, like a grocery store, and I didn't know the word "store." I only learned "shop." Sure, sure. A shop, and so. And then we moved because my mom got married to an American gentleman here. He's my dad. And so he was like, we're going to the store. And I was like, what's a store? And he's like, there's things. And I was like, you know, what does that mean? What does that mean? Yeah, right. What does the word mean? Right. And then it, I often saw this in my communication where if I didn't know a word, somebody just repeats it again and again. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't give me the definition. Instead of explaining. Right. Right. And so it's a store. It's a store. Anyways we get to the store and it's my first time
0: experiencing like things on shelves, right? Not behind the Uh counter. Not with the old granny giving it to you.
1: Right. And then then I thought this was so crazy. You just go and you pick up the food that you need and you put it in a cart and then they like, trust you to have enough money to just buy whatever. And I was like, what in the world? In aisles of stuff, right? It's like overwhelming. I'm I'm (laughs) sure (laughs) like overstimulation. I was in this place of going right into my teens in a new culture, feeling isolated due to communication, mm-hmm. right? And I I struggled a lot. Mm. But I will say this, that I think I fought through it well because after about a year and a half, I was fairly fluid in the language.
0: Wow. I mean, which is unbelievable. I mean, if someone were like, hey, can you learn Russian in a year? I would be like, we're okay. Like, it's not going to happen. I'll tell you what, I think it came to a
1: survival instinct. Right. Oh, interesting. Because yes. it was like, I was in a place where if I didn't, I wasn't gonna culturally, socially, emotionally survive. Right, right. Because I can't ask for the things I need. I can't even ask to go to the bathroom or if I'm thirsty, if I need water, I had a miscommunication with teachers. Mm. Um, they said the assignment was due Friday. So I thought we were going to do an assignment on Friday. But then they said it was, he said it was due Friday, not due, due Friday. Due, D-O, right, right, right. <gasps> it was D-U-E and it was supposed to be done. And I, as like a people pleaser, sure. tra- trauma survival, like, I don't want to cause any conflict. And now I've caused conflict for a teacher to call my parents into a school in a new country Right when I'm trying to voice my opinion saying, I thought you said it's due. We're going to do it Friday. He's like, yeah, I said do. And I'm like, we're both saying doo doo here. What does this but mean? Yeah.
0: Done, and now you're calling my parents and I don't know why. Well and it's shame. Like you feel the shame that comes up and you're like, but I'm I'm trying my best. I'm doing I am doing my best. Right. Like how is this happening? Right. And you know what? I think putting that together, when I think
1: of toddlers, I think their biggest almost insecurity comes from a place of not being fully to express themselves mm. to the point that they want to. Wow. I love whether that. they're saying the yeah. word incorrectly, whether they're don't know what the actual word is. And so all they can do yeah. is start shaking Yeah, because I, I lived in that place of not being able to express that I'm hungry. I'm mm. thirsty. And then when I started getting into like baby milestones and understanding, it's like, Oh my gosh, these things are important for basic basic communication, sure. basic needs. Because if we're looking at uh, the hierarchy, right, first right. thing you need to get covered are your basic needs before yes. you can start pursuing dreams, hobbies, self actualization, right? Right. Okay, right. It's like you're in survival mode. Yes.
0: And yes. So you're in survival mode,
1: are in survival mode and. The reason they love security is like the rest of us. When we have predictability, Mm. we can account for that, Mm -hmm. right? So there's less room for error, less room for surprises, right? Right, Because it's like, I plan for mom to always be home after four. I know she's going to be home at four. But if that changes, the surprise of it, the not knowing what's ahead. Because I think in general, we're all kind of like, crippled by the unknown, right? When we don't know what's going to happen, it can 100%. be really difficult to take a step ahead to kind of take a breath, right? You're stuck in that sort of, yeah. like, am I going to be able to eat tomorrow? Am I going to have a roof over my head tomorrow? Is this, right? When that unknown is going on, it's so hard to even sleep.
0: Uh- tell me about it. I'm an actress. I live in survival mode my whole life of not knowing when the next job is going to be. It's, it's, it's why I always preach to people who, um, you know, lots of people in my life are in the program and, um, are, you know, in sobriety, a lot of family members. And I always say, you need to find the first thing you do is find a job. If you find a job where there's stability, where it's not a car salesman, where you're waiting for that, that sale, you know, to happen and you're wishing and hoping you need to have the stability of what's going to happen the next day. And I completely agree with, with children as well. That shouldn't be a worry for them. I'm not talking about how they're going to eat, but you're right. The communication, the the stability of, of being able to know how to just simply communicate and be like, Hey, I need to go to the bathroom or I'm, I'm hungry or I'm thirsty. I need water. You know, it's like, I never understood the importance of American sign language other than, you know, for the deaf community and wow do I feel so ignorant and so stupid when I had this baby and I started to learn different ways to sign and seeing her sign when she wants it as simple as just milk when she was doing it when she was little so little, you know, she's 14 months old currently almost 15 months and we're still breastfeeding and the 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 simple, you know, hand gesture of milk it really it's 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 mind-blowing to me it's it's truly mind-blowing where i'm like wow she has figured out how to communicate that to me and then she's happy and with the breastfeeding almost
1: saying milk it's it's correspondent to i need my mom i need to be with my mom right now and so this signal when you're just doing milk essentially it's like your kid is texting you saying i need you come get me or you feel this response of like you're saying this and I'm receiving it and yes. we're chit-chatting and we're on the same page. Yes. I'm going to help you right now. Here we are. You're reconnecting and the kid feels hurt. Right. right. For the first time they're saying I did this
0: and what I needed happened. And it's the first step of communication, you know, of learning that this, this works like it does. It's, right. it's, it, it gets what I want. And I want mom's brain. Right. And I think,
1: Kids don't get enough respect in the fact that if we first start teaching them milk Mm -hmm. more, right? So they're communicating one word at a time. And then there's like a switch where it's like, if your kid's just saying more, more, it's like, well, you can say more, please. Or it's like, well, did we teach the kid that? Because all they know is to say one word. So they'll keep saying the one word because that's what's worked and that's what they were taught. Right. So moving into the other stages, it's important that we... Continue teaching and showing the Mm -hmm. examples because the kids mimic your habit and your like what you say habit. So when you're saying please every single time, if you're saying thank you every single time, they're just going to say it because it's like, it's a script. they are memorizing what you say in what situations and going back to the the stability and a, a kid feeling stable so they can get out of that survival mode. I think that's the big responsibility on the parents mm-hmm. of providing stability of emotions. Yes. Because if we freak out in situations, the child witnesses it, copies it. Yes. So then tantrums occur in within that spectrum. But also, they won't know how you're going to act each time something happens, mm-hmm. right? Because sometimes maybe you're calm, then overwhelmed, stressed out. Yes. We're just and on the phone with somebody, you know, all of this stuff is on your shoulders. Right. And then it also needs you, of course, and you react in a different way. It's not anyone's fault, right? No, it's hard to handle and juggle all these buckets. They're all pouring out. It's a mess. It's so overwhelming. You yes. Right. It's hard to breathe. It's like, I was talking to a friend. Um, we were just talking about motherhood and it's like, I sometimes, and I, I say this first. I absolutely love motherhood. I have found Mm -hmm. myself in it and I couldn't speak more highly of it. But on another side for me, I felt like I was in an ocean. Mm. The waves are coming at me. Mm. There's no land in sight. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I just have to keep swimming I don't know if there's a life jacket. I don't know when there's going to be stormy. Like, there's all of these unknowns within motherhoods where you just feel like you're drowning, but you're just trying to stay afloat. You're trying to survive. <laughs> right, right. And it's back to that survival mode yeah. again, right? Where it's like, but you see mothers get through it because they're like, I just have to do it. I'm just, and then usually you see like this butterfly be born out of a caterpillar where it's like, yeah not only was right and you, you see it oh but there's also the chrysalis stage I think of motherhood where we're just like I'm growing my wings but I'm also gonna stay in here because I feel safe yes and then when we're ready to open as the beautiful butterflies it comes but that
0: postpartum. but you're right postpartum is the is that is that time it's it's you know
1: because it's all the things right it's survival mode isolation because often our friends aren't having babies at the same same time with the pandemic you're just inside so you can't go anywhere and socialize if you moved it happened to me we got we moved right when we got pregnant Mm. and it was COVID so it was like at home with a baby I don't have any friends we can't even go anywhere and my online friends aren't at all in motherhood and Mm -hmm. all I can share right now is motherhood because I'm 140% in it. Mm -hmm. So I feel disconnected from the other things that are happening on like globally, socially, my conversations and mental load is like diapers, throw up food. Did we nap? Did we eat? Did we make an appointment? Is this enough? Are we saying something new? Is this uh, right? Yes. And so there's this such a big disconnect Mm. within the motherhood with the postpartum within the trying to figure out who you were who you are now time management Mm -hmm. I think is right it's like you're giving all this time um and you still want to find other time for yourself yes things because you're still growing I think I went through a period where I forgot that I was learning and growing, right? It became all about my child learning, and growing that I was like, oh, I'm like done. I'm at the, it's like every day I could be learning about, I'm learning about butterflies right now in the Christmas. And you know what I just learned? You got to hear this because I don't understand how I didn't know. So the caterpillar is born out of an egg and it's so hungry. It eats the egg and it eats the leaf it's on. Then it jumps to the next leaf and it eats another leaf and it keeps eating. It's really hungry. It keeps eating, and then it lo- it sheds some skin until okay. it gets a little bit bigger. And then when it's ready, it goes into a J position and sheds the skin one more time. And what's underneath is the chrysalis, where the butterfly and the wings then grow until they're ready to stretch out, and the butterfly breaks out of the caterpillar. <gasps> the butterfly all along is inside the caterpillar.
0: Was living there all along?
1: What? right i never knew that right. we got a whole caterpillar kit so we have our caterpillar just went up into a j position and our caterpillar is about to go into the chrysalis <gasps> and paisley's so sweet she's like good morning caterpillar oh. good night caterpillar Caterpillar, are you getting to give me she's so sweet with oh my god but the butterfly
0: is inside
1: the caterpillar
0: that's so wild and you know that it's weird that you're bringing up butterflies because this this Animal right behind me. And for those who are listening, I'm talking about Peewee. He passed away. Um, right, I think it was two weeks before my daughter's first birthday, and it was super unexpected. And he was, uh, I think, he was my my baby boy. He was over 15 years old. I'd had him since he was really little, and I'm petrified of butterflies. I don't know why it's something I I don't like bugs, but I'm petrified of butterflies. They're unpredictable. They will come at your face when you don't ask them to like, you're like, just get away. People that go through butterflies, like nets and they're like, Oh, let's go to this experience. I'm like, you guys are crazy. You're just asking for like horror show. And so the irony is he to me comes as a butterfly and I see him every single day, and he comes by where his little statue is, and he comes as this monarch butterfly, and I've just grown to love these butterflies so much, and every time I put on the TV, there's some news that I'm learning more and more about a butterfly to make it more calming, and I, I heard this, this woman talks about the significance of butterflies um, when it comes to passing people. And if you see them, that it's not about, oh, you know, that's them floating along like in the sky. It's about transition that there's more to this life and there's more beauty and that that's what butterflies become. If you become a butterfly you sense that someone is a butterfly, that they've transitioned and they're showing you that there's more to this world and there's more beauty. So I I love that you're saying this and comparing it to postpartum because I had a very, very, very tough time postpartum. I didn't have postpartum depression, but I had severe postpartum um, anxiety. And I was convinced every two seconds that if I put lady down, her head was gonna smash and that was it. And like the, the, the doomsday situations over and over, And I live with bipolar disorder and I'm off my medication because of being pregnant and breastfeeding and whatnot. And so it's heightened everything right to the extreme. And while I have a very supportive husband, something that you said that I think is very important of the isolation is I've never felt more lonely in my entire life than when I had first given birth. Because my mom's my best friend and she was living with us and helping take care of of my daughter and my husband was very supportive but i was so lost of who i was And I didn't understand, I wasn't able to identify that that was what was going on until now, until, you know, 15 months later, I'm going, oh, wow, that's what it was, is I felt lonely because I didn't know who I was anymore. I didn't recognize myself. Um, And motherhood is the best thing, and I'm the same way I recommend it. But it is a very, very scary time in those first, I would say, three months where there's so much going on. And if you don't have a million hands at once helping out and you're able to be centered, I mean, moms that are like, oh no, I felt great. And like, I had another baby right away. I'm like, how? (laughs) Like, how did you do that? How were you able to experience that? But everyone's different. But you're right. I I now feel at a place where I'm, I'm just getting there, where I now see that bigger picture, where I'm like, oh my gosh, I... I, I feel like I've always been her mom and it's weird that she's only been around for X amount of time because I feel like I've known her my entire life and that she's been with me yeah. my entire life. Um, and, I, but I'm at that point where I'm just becoming the butterfly and rediscovering myself. And so it's so wonderful. I, I love hearing that the butterfly's always been inside, inside the caterpillar and it's just coming. I mean, what a, what a moment right now. <laughs> Yeah, and you know what I think more so because the way you describe it is I,
1: I connect with you in that way that I you know it's you just feel isolated. The life's moving, but you're standing still. Yes, you used to do. You you can't put them on the front burner to cook them up right now because it just it, it isn't the way you it out is impossible. And I think the the intrusive thoughts and the anxiety. Yes. I didn't know that other people didn't have it. I, I, after I talked to my husband, finally, it was like 16, 18 months into it. And I was like, I just constantly feel like if I'm just walking down the safest hallway, a piano will drop by. I will trip the, you know, it's like you imagine the craziest things, but doomsday, right. It's like stairs. I'm going to fall. She's going to trip. We're all going to right. It's like a wall. Yes. We're going to every like five seconds. It's like right there, just chit-chatting with you. And you're like, man, um, but I shared it with my husband. He's like, Oh my gosh, that's crazy. And I was like, wait, that doesn't go through your head every five seconds. He's like, no. And I was like, what? No. Yeah. And so while you're just busy living in these like kind of scary situations, yeah. trying to um, help a, a human being sure. who needs a lot of attention, right? who can't speak and advocate for themselves yet. They can't reach and get things or cut things or, they don't know why their body does certain functions, why mm-hmm. teeth are growing out of nowhere, right? There's all these unknowns. And so while not only taking care of them, you're taking care of yourself
0: mm-hmm. as
1: now you just gave birth to a whole another human being, yeah. right? It's like, you gotta get... And then time-wise, the things you used to be able to do just aren't possible. Mm-mm. And while everyone's making jokes about going out, doing all this, you, you just feel so behind.
0: So behind. And it's...
1: Right. And it, I think part of it is the social media and the expectations we put on ourselves where we don't want to stop living. Mm-mm. And it isn't stop living, but for a moment, you have to almost give yourself grace and forgiveness to say, you know what? I, I'm going to go into my chrysalis because right now my time needs to be divided elsewhere. Yeah. But in the meantime, I'm going to work on my wings, right? I'm just going to be in here growing for a little bit. It's going to be a lot of downtime, a lot of nursery rhymes. But then when not only have I created this awesome human being, who's now my best friend, right? They pick up all of your things, whatever you're interested in, they're interested in, right? You're just kind of building more best friends. So then when they're of height to do things, to do stuff, you're ready to open up your wings. But I think it took me some time because, before I saw the big picture in the puzzle, it almost seemed like all my puzzle pieces of ever were flipped upside down mm. and all I saw was nothing. It's like, well, why did I ever do this or this if I'm not even doing that anymore or I'm not doing this anymore? And it's like, you see nothing. I think that realization of like, I need to get out of this. Yes. So just kind of start those puzzle pieces to start putting them together. Like, And I, I, for me, I had to find a place where I was like, I don't recognize myself. It was hard to mm. look in the mirror. It was Hard to even make a joke or reach out to a friend because it's like, oh, I feel forgotten. They probably are doing something else, like eat this feeling of non existence right. again. Right. Yeah. Um, it's even hard to communicate it, right? Because it's like yeah. essentially, oh, you just gave birth to your best friend. You're just there. You're at home. You could be, you know, it's like on paper, wow. And then you're like, well,
0: do you want to know the real, like, nitty and gritty and the intrusive thoughts and the anxiety and all of this? And and, and that's also scary to say out loud because my fear was always, oh, my God, the doctor's going to take away my baby if I say these intrusive thoughts out loud, you know? But then they're just thoughts, right? right? And so I want to be able to... practice what I preach in the sense of no thoughts are not real they're just thoughts then you know they go in one ear and out the other and I want my daughter to know that and I want her to understand that and emotions but you don't want to like throw that on them right now as they're like very young Um, but I want to create an environment where you know I was very lucky that my mom was very open, you know, to therapies and, and getting me help at a very young age and that communication was there. And I want to be able to continue that, you know, with all the knowledge and all the wonderful people you know, such as yourself that I've had on this show that I've got all this knowledge. And now it's like teaching that knowledge to my child, you know, was there anyone when you were young that was, like an inspiration that you like looked up to? Like, I don't know, like, a, I don't mean a, a, a family member, but someone that was maybe in the kid space. Like for me, I was obsessed with Pee Wee's Playhouse and Mr. Rogers, you know, was there, was there someone like that where you found inspiration if you're like, you know what, this is something that I would like to do. And this is kind of the person that I want to follow. You
1: know, I think, I think it's a mixture of things where, When I moved, I try to catch uh, English conversation for Mm. my age through watching TV. Yeah. So I watched Disney Channel. Of course. That's so Raven, right? And so um, that's where I would get like my little phrases, how to like, and I try to understand the culture. And so learning the culture and the language, I looked up to learning on TV in a sense, yeah. right? Without really knowing it. I think yeah. subconsciously I was, they were reparenting me in a new, not sure. that I was parenting Disney channel, but you know, when you observe something all day long, you take examples from it. And so I think the 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 animation and yeah. the little kind of kooky character is almost Disney channel kind of fun. Yes. Um. I, I even in LA and stuff, I used to always go to like, I just connect with kids. I would read to children to different classrooms. I would do story time. Mm-hmm. Um, even at like parties, I would just like always hang out with the kids. Like I right. would be with adults, but like I just love kids. I want to acknowledge them, hear their right. ideas, they're so cool. And so um I think between being drawn to kids, understanding the toddlerhood in a way that I parallel it to me not knowing the language not being mm. able to communicate my needs and learning from tv to of like i don't want any kid to feel like i did right where they can't communicate something like right. if they can't even pronounce the word at least they can use sign language right. or go point at a poster right or you know like just Give to them be options able to, right and then you know, I want to, I try to do a lot of conversation and question mm. response where it's like, Hey, would you like this? Yes, I would like this. Cause right. learning a language, you might learn the nouns, but not how to properly say it in oh, a setting. a hundred percent. It's simple thing. I love talking to you. I, I know I could do this forever. Easy, it's easy, right? It's oh, like, you can feel yes. it when it flows. And I think it's something from like, right? Like those roadmaps, the connection of motherhood, yep. understanding things motherhood's hard. The postpartum. Did
0: you hear about um matressens? No. The term- Okay. Oh, we of course I did. I thought that you were saying like that's this was a pill. Yes, I did, and I I love I love 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 that word. And there is a company that's called the Matrescents, and they are an Instagram, and it's these two women, and they started it. And I found them when I was in my darkest stage. They had posted a video on on TikTok, and it was them like so happy, like with their babies having a good time, and it was like you had no idea that this is what postpartum looked like and i was like and i was like oh my god like yes i know this feeling like i know that i can identify
1: when i learned the word i was like
0: oh you know what to say all of
1: that i think there's so much in that whole isolation when you can't connect to somebody and when you start finding people you can relate to and it usually happens within motherhood space right cuz it's like
0: oh Oh, you also felt that way. Okay. I'm not alone. No. And I felt that in the in these mommy and me groups that I, that I did and I started and I did a, I have a music class that I've continued to do. And I'm telling you these moms that are in the class, they were people in the neighborhood that we had seen and been like, Oh my God, do you want to join a class? Like, do you want to do something? And I have felt such a connection to these people to some of them, even longer than a lot of the friends that I've known in my life, because there's just a certain bond and there's certain emotional, like, I would say there, there, there's something, there, there's a, almost a low that you hit, right? Of, of your emotions of like, just totally depleted. You have nothing left. You're on survival mode. All you can do is just feed your baby, take care of them, make sure they're alive. Like, that's what you have to do. So when you find people that understand that low that you've been through, that 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 hardship, that stress and anxiety, it's a bond like you can't imagine, right? It's a bond like no other. How did you, you know, when you decided to do these YouTubes with your daughter and stuff, um, Paisley, which is amazing, Paisley's Corner, so cute. Um, did you, you know, decide that you wanted to get into teaching and that that's what you wanted to do? Do you see like a bigger picture than just the YouTube? Because you're so incredible and you're touching so many children's lives. It's, it's unreal. You know, it started
1: out much smaller of an idea than what I have a vision for now. Um, at first it started out with like, I wanted to share the activities we did at home. Cause I thought I saw it in my daughter Uh, the language development I used in the words the fun and when I started doing the activities even before the show it kind of gave me a little bit of a purpose Mm. when I didn't feel like I had one and so to create these little fun activities to do something with my daughter where we can connect bond Yes. now she makes her own activities we talk about it you know like it 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 gave us something to do together that we could really bond over and uh, and so I wanted to share that through the videos. And because it's it helped my daughter with her language skills so much, I started looking more into the idea of learning through play and how mm. essentially you just name everything and you make it really fun. But uh we learn through it I, I read a thing where it's like to make a new wave in our brain, we have to hear a repetition of something um between two hundred to four hundred times for wow. us to really get that wrinkle. Unless it's done through play, then wow. it's only 20 to 40 times.
0: Wow. That's because incredible.
1: Fun, right. It's, it's fun. And if you think of any experience you've ever had, where it was like, it was so fun to go and do that. You just learned so much. And you remember. And soaked it all in. Yeah. Right. And so, and so, and I tried it with my daughter and it worked. And I'm, I'm all the parents who write to me are so sweet. They're like my 18 months old knows how to say Pachycephalosaurus. And I'm like, If you repeat it enough time in a really fun way, they can learn diameter. They can learn velocity. And maybe they just learn the word and kind of what it connects to, but then they see it again. Right. And again, it really clicks to a point when they're learning it in school,
0: it'll
1: all click together. It'll all click together and
0: they'll feel more confident, I feel like, being in a school environment where they're not going to be scared about that.
1: Right, it's being introduced to the words, and we did it with a dental episode about. I love that episode. You know,
0: We've watched it a couple of times. It's so great. <laughs> yeah, it's so fun. But it,
1: it 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 was a from the idea of like, okay, a kid goes into a room. Everybody knows what they're saying. Then you have to lay down. People are up in your mouth. You're like, it can be violent. It's scary. What's going on? Right, and I'm like, let's walk through every step so they know what to expect. Yeah. They've seen it before. Yeah. It's not so scary. It's not so unexpected. They've seen it before and they've seen it done by a character sure. who I try to see myself as like a fun mom friend who yes. comes over and you get a break to eat lunch and I'm just playing with the kids. And they,
0: uh, no, honestly, that's what it feels like. It feels like one of my friends came over to the house and has breakfast with us every morning.
1: Good, good. And I wanted to feel that way. And for the learning part, uh, I always see it as a smoothie where on the outside, I'm like, Tooties, dogs, bark, bark. What was underneath all the vegetables of, hey, we just counted 10 eggs and we just learned the alphabet and we just learned all of the animals. No, you you pack
0: so much in in such a short amount of time that I'm telling you in the like 15 minutes of breakfast, like we get everything done and it's like a little fun learning session. And then we go off and we go and do our own stuff or we do a class or we go swimming or, you know, and it's just like a great fun bonus learning like and i i've seen her vocabulary go so big in just a few weeks it's out of control so i can't thank you lily i'm gonna ask you my final question i ask everyone um what is your emotional support
1: that's such a tough question for the time that i'm at Mm because i feel like as we mentioned the motherhood yeah again i have a supportive husband but um you don't have that connection with somebody unless they've been through motherhood almost. So it's like, I wasn't speaking the right language. It's hard to be feel heard or understood when the person hasn't really gone through it. And so I think for a long time, I felt really alone Mm -hmm. and somewhere I'm learning to be more vocal about it, to teach my daughter to kind of seek out the help that she needs So I'm trying to express my needs so then he can help me better. Like, hey, can you get this? Can you get that? But I think emotionally wise, um, like the person who just makes my heart just shine and open and jump is my daughter. I I, I, miss her when I'm not with her. Yeah. We come up with fun ideas together. We're writing an emotion song right now. She's so heavy into emotions. Oh my God. I love that. We're writing it together. And so we said, okay, let's make it about the park. How do we feel about going first to the park? And then she has all the emotions now. She's like, mom, we didn't do overwhelmed. We need something for overwhelmed. Oh let's do courageous. I'm like, okay, what are we going to do? <laughs> you like, like, oh my God. Mom. Last night we're going to bed, she goes, mom, we don't have disappointed in the new song. We need it. And I was like, okay, what are we going to do for disappointed? She's like, okay, how about this one? Somebody's in the swing, but somebody else wants to go in the swing. And I was like, yeah, I just like, they might feel disappointed. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> let's add that to this. song. was like, mom, write that. Because I always go, I need to write this down. I yeah, need to write this yeah. down. And she helps me with these ideas because I'm like, okay, I, you know, I want to show because she – she's my target audience right 100 percent. yes so i'm like what would be disappointed what is overwhelming you know what is and so she we go back and forth she's She's your (laughs) co-writer she really is in a lot of the episodes and i'll come to her and i'll ask her i'm like how about this how about that um although yesterday I was doing a little styling video and I showed her the little thing and she judged
0: my outfit. She's like, that's fun. That's
1: cute. I don't like that. That's a good one. Oh my, my gosh. Like-
0: well, I'll tell you, it's the cutest thing. My, my daughter lady who's here who I just want to let lady come here. She, um she literally loves watching and gets her eyes. like get so big and she's like, oh, and she does this when Paisley comes on, because she loves seeing kids that are a little bit older. I come here. She loves seeing kids that are a little bit older than her that she can, like, relate to. Look, it's it's Miss Lily. Hi. She's like, wait a second. Is that Miss Lily? Hi. <laughs> Hi. Hi.